0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the B-Roll Podcast. We are the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. I'm one of your hosts, Chris.
1: And I'm the other host, Anthony.
0: Hello, Anthony.
1: Hello, Chris. (laughs) How's it going, man? (laughs) I'm doing alright. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? You know, we're recording this on uh, January 7th, 2021 without getting too far into it. Uh... (laughs) Yesterday
1: was interesting.
0: Yes, very much so. Uh, I think that's, that's the mildest <laughs> way of putting it.
1: No matter who you are or your views on things, yesterday yeah. was an interesting day. Yeah. Man. Well,
0: uh, <laughs> on the B-roll podcast, what we usually try to do is watch some form of visual entertainment media, usually of the sci-fi and sci-fi adjacent genres. Uh, typically, anything that's a movie, television show, web television show, YouTube short, Whatever. What did we watch, Anthony?
1: We watched the 2019 Chinese science fiction film, The Wandering Earth. The Wandering Earth. Ooh, Ooh. it is a Netflix. You're calling it original, but it's it's Netflix in our region. It, it did have a theatrical re- release in China, um, and supposedly also in North America and Australia. I don't know where in North America. Because it, it does not have an MPAA rating, so it was not released in the US, at least uh, in theater.
0: No, I don't believe it was released in the United States uh, in any theater. Uh, I do have, I think I'm going to make up a word for what we're going to call these, which is just where Netflix gets the distribution rights. Dist- <laughs> distrib original.
1: Distribu. Distrib- say it again. Dis-
0: Distribu original.
1: Distribu original.
0: I yeah. will never be able to say that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, <Fantastic>. uh, <laughs> the Wandering Earth, as you said, um, is a 2019 science fiction film directed by Frank Goh, loosely based on the 2000 novella The Wandering Earth. I'm sorry, that's my Will Smith coming out there for a second. The Wandering Earth uh, by Lou... We Let's just put a yeah.
1: little, let's put a pen in all this. This is a this is a Chinese film filled with chinese actors that takes place well the bits that are on earth takes place in china we are going
0: to to a little yeah for the most part, part for uh, the most part yeah yeah
1: and we're going to butcher every single name that we come i across. think i'm
0: gonna stick with the first names for now but yes if- except that don't they put their <laughs> family <laughs> names first it, yeah yeah imdb uh,
1: doesn't know what to do and you also already, you call it, it's it's not Frank, it's front or Frant?
0: Oh, it is front. Yeah, They're sorry. Like something.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, just a big apology out there. We're not meaning to mispronounce. We just, we don't speak Mandarin
0: yeah. or Cantonese. It is an ignorance of, not choice, I assure you. Yeah. But <laughs> the film, st- uh, I'm just going to try to get this guy's name right. Li Lu Shishun, because I think the X is a Xi, I think, in Chinese. The film stars Ku, Xu Zhao, Li, Guanji, Ying Man Tat, Zhao, Jinmai, Wu Jing, and Qiu Jing Jing. Set in the far future, it follows a group of astronauts and rescue workers guiding the Earth away from an expanding sun while attempting to prevent a collision with Jupiter. The film was theatrically released in China on the 5th of February 2019, which just happens to be Chinese's New Year's Day. By the China Film Group Corporation, followed by North America and Australia on February 8th, 2019. So it says it was released in North America in terms of box office.
1: But not the United States. Could easily be Mexico, Canada. Sure. But then again, there are IMDb reviews talking about seeing it in IMAX. So maybe it had a release in Canada. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. There's also a whole bunch of citation needed. On this Wikipedia article, <laughs> so uh, you know when we so, when we research, that's yeah. a stretch of the term research.
0: I mean, what we literally do is pull up any page that anyone can access, yes. uh, and just type in the name of the movie, and then go over the information. Yep, um, I bing as this... it, <laughs> and we find all that I can find. As this is a movie that I chose. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just give you the floor on this one. Anthony, what would you think about this movie?
1: I I have a lot of thoughts about this movie, and they're very very conflicting. This movie okay. is very pretty. It is a very interesting premise. There are some some holes in that premise, which, if the little bit of research I've done, the the novella that it's based on does fill in some of those holes. Maybe not all of them, and I don't know to what extent it fills them, but at least attempts to. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to talk about any of the actors, because uh, watching the film with subtitles. Uh, I think we've we've talked about this before. When we when we watched um oh, what was that when we watched that Korean superhero cop drama movie or show. Rugal, yeah, Rugal. Yeah, Rugal. Yeah. It's hard to tell who's like physically. Everyone seems fine. Like their facial expressions mm. match up, uh, but it's hard to know with inf- like not knowing the language. With if it's this good inflection is this not. Um, yeah. So I'm not going into any that. The movie is about thirty minutes too long. Coming in at, what, two hours and five minutes? 125. Yeah. Too long. Way too long. Reading up a little bit, it looks like they had some production issues with money and funding, uh, and they could have solved a lot of that by speeding up some of the plot. Uh, There's definitely... uh, It's it's a bit much. Overall, it's not bad. I think it deserves a six on IMDb, which it has. I don't know if I could recommend it simply because it's two hours long. And the plot kind of breaks down as it goes. I I don't know. <laughs> I okay. yeah, that's that's it. It's interesting enough that I I will watch the sequel coming in a few years, twenty
0: twenty three. Yeah, and I will.
1: And I've I've actually already looked up the novella. It is on Amazon. It is available for the low low price of approximately seventeen U S dollars. Okay. I don't I don't know. Do you want to you want to throw some facts out? i
0: we'll talk about the facts. I've already read the first line on Wikipedia. We skipped the blurb, too. Well, (laughs) that's what I was going to say. I'll read the blurb. The Wandering Earth 2019. As the sun is dying out, people around the world build giant planet thrusters to move Earth out of its orbit and sail Earth to a new star system. Yet, the 2,500-year journey comes with unexpected dangers. And in order to save humanity, a group of young people in this age of a wandering Earth fight hard for the survival of humankind. Sure. It's not bad. Wordy, but not Yeah, bad. a bit wordy. As you stated before, 6.0 out of 10 on IMDb in terms of its ratings. Median, 6. Yep. Over 20... Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Over 26,000 reviews or ratings, I should say. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It is. It is. Rotten Tomatoes uh, slots this thing at 70% fresh. Critically, 48% of the audience liked it. I could not find anything on uh, Metacritic. I'm not sure exactly if Metacritic uh, does that for.
1: Metacritic um, has it at a 57,
0: mm, with okay. a
1: 5.4 user score.
0: Maybe I just didn't type <laughs> type the movie. That's the what you get for using it. Google yeah. instead yeah. of the <laughs> obviously superior being. <laughs> oh, well, it's because it's throwing all of the YouTube trailers at me. It's, oh, it's fair enough. It's probably moved it down to the second or third page.
1: Oh, ugh, uh, no man's land. <laughs> <laughs> Box office.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. this thing made internationally six hundred and ninety-nine million dollars out of a budget exact, of
1: less than fifty million. I think yeah.
0: forty-eight million to be exact. Six hundred and ninety-nine, eight hundred and fifty-six thousand, uh, six hundred and ninety-nine dollars. So Jeez. wow, talk about it! I've got some thoughts about this movie. Oh, I bet you do. Uh, I found it very engaging. I'm very interested in when these big sci-fi epics come out. And when I say a big sci-fi epic, I'm not talking about Star Wars or Star Trek. I'm talking about science fiction at its core. And this movie, I'm not out here trying to debate the science of moving <laughs> Earth out of its <laughs> orbit. Yeah, you uh, gotta swallow that pill pretty early and just move on. But it was very interesting, especially when they sh- in the later shots of the the film when they show Earth actually moving around. They've essentially tidally locked earth they decided that what they were going to do is around the equator anything i guess below it is they were just going to build a series of engines that are going to thrust and then what they were going to do is around the equator they were going to create torque engines which will stabilize the orbit so it can't rotate anymore which makes the planet tidally locked which apparently causes massive tsunamis and typhoons which kill you know half the population which
1: yeah that was yeah again a, i don't know enough <laughs> that was no just just even if sorry i'm gonna go ahead and assume the science is good on that because that's the only way to approach this movie the fact that their best plan for Earth's survival was to kill off half the population right away is pretty mm. i feel like you could have done better you know what end. I mean? I don't know. Someone's got
0: to make the hard choices. Because they were like, as uh, we got a
1: hundred years until the sun envelops the earth, I'm like, well, you got, that means you have at least 20 more years to figure out how to move people out of the way of the tsunamis <laughs> and the typhoons <laughs> and whatever, well, try, tidal waves.
0: with the recent events that occurred in the United States Capitol yesterday, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray on the assumption that uh, they did try to evacuate them and then these people didn't want to leave. Not so possibly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, distinct- how many... Ah, how many times have you watched the news where they're showing a hurricane battering the east coast of Florida, and you got all these people still hanging out in their homes? So,
1: no, oh, you have people like, who've never left Galveston yeah.
0: Island. Yeah, yeah. I ain't leaving Tornado Alley at all. This is where I live. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, did, I
0: didn't uh, know you met my uncle. That's interesting. <laughs> Fun fact about this novella, The Wandering Earth. It shares a very uniquely interesting premise with another novel called A World Out of Time, which is, in okay. fact, about the Earth and Jupiter.
1: <laughs> interesting. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm not going to spoil that when People need to read that one for themselves. But it is a novel by Larry Niven, kind of famous. He's written a lot of books. His bibliography is so large that Wikipedia moved it to a completely separate page. Oh. I don't recognize a lot of his stuff. Crashlander. lander oh here we go ring world <laughs> someone might have heard okay, that one fair, yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah well but, but yeah. i wouldn't i mean you say that and that's cool that they they've kind of made that connection but that's i think i've said this before and i'll say it again that's the great thing about science fiction is you can take the same premise a thousand times and tell a completely different story i mean yeah. how many stories out there have to do with aliens have showed up mm-hmm. they're attacking us you know? right. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. On no, one no. hand, you get Independence Day, and on the other end, you get Occupation. Well, so.
0: <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> How dare you compare Independence Day to Occupation? They're
1: both alien invasion uh, movies. That's all I said. Oh, uh, that's well, all I at,
0: said. So at the bottom of IMD, or not, I'm sorry, at the bottom of Wikipedia, it says, see also Sun and Culture, Moving the Earth, and A World Out of Time. So uh, apparently, Moving the Earth has its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> But it is, in fact, a theoretical astroengineering concept that involves physically shifting Earth farther away from the sun to protect the planet's biosphere from rising temperatures. These expected temperature increases derive from the long-term impacts of greenhouse effect combined with the sun's nuclear fusion and steadily increasing luminosity. Uh, the approach has been acknowledged by some planetary scientists, including some at Cornell. Interesting. Um oh, fair enough. <laughs> Wikipedia has two paragraphs on moving the Earth yeah. <laughs> oh man. So so that means it's all enough right. to where the concept is a thing. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Fair. Um, you know what? I, like I said, I'm not going to argue about them moving the Earth. I'm not going to argue about yeah. how they move the Earth. I am going to argue about how it's so sunny outside, even though they're all the way out to Jupiter.
0: Yeah. Um, the science yeah. is irrelevant. Uh, well, it's because it, it's it reflecting. It's reflecting off of Jupiter.
1: Obviously. Oh, is that what it is? I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? The big epic science fiction sets and action scenes and the big grandiose space shots and the, the space station or whatever it is. They're all fantastic. Those are all really big, strong points of this movie. The weak points of this movie are the plot and the characters. And those kind of go in they're kind of intertwined. Characters make nonsensical decisions or make leaps of logic that don't seem to make any sense um, to move the plot from point A to point B. And there's a lot that could be, tidied up or just removed entirely just to make the plot more cohesive but also shorten this thing because it is it is not a brisk two hours sorry yeah, you asked no. for my opinion and it took me this long to get it to uh, you <laughs> no know.
0: no i understand no it, it is in fact not brisk like there were several moments where i had to like i i was watching it on my tv at home and i'm clicking the button to like pull up the you know the, the 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 timeline. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was halfway, and I was like, I feel like I've been watching this movie for years. Yes. <laughs> and and maybe that's like I, may, I may, I'm trying to reach some metaphysical level. Like maybe that's like the intent. This is a 2,500 year mission, right? Yeah. So hundred generations. Ca- the characters that we meet, I doubt they'll be in any of the sequels unless they're directly preceding. Like, right. Right. This movie. Right. So maybe that was its intent is like everything's so drawn out and long and big that it's supposed to seem like you are, in fact, traveling on this planet with.
1: (sighs) It's just they draw it out and make it long and big because they're trying to make, quote unquote, a sci-fi epic.
0: Well, yeah, I do agree. All the set pieces, I I think for the most part, all the effects nailed it, especially when they're Mm -hmm. like. Showing the space shots of Earth um, being trapped. Gorgeous. Kind of in Jupiter's orbit a little bit. And you see the atmosphere being siphoned off. I'm sure... I don't know if anyone's ever seen those pictures of those two stars that are cannibalizing each other out in space. Like, that's kind of what it looks like where they're orbiting each other and they're slowly ripping parts of each other off. I thought that was amazing. I thought the space station sets were great. All the shots of the station themselves were awesome. I do have a question about the space station. But we can get to it here in a minute. Sure, sure, I know you don't necessarily want to talk about the actors and the jobs they did, but I do want to talk about the characters that they portrayed. Oh, absolutely. Portrayed. Yeah,
1: let's talk about the characters.
0: So Lee Q, I guess, is our main character. He's our lead, right? Right. I found him very interesting. I found him fascinating. I also, uh, his sister, Han Duo Duo, I did not, I did not enjoy her.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed her more than I enjoyed him. Fair enough. I just he's the stereotypical self-centered just selfish I mean child. How old how old is he supposed to be? 18? Something like that. No, yeah. cuz he he was 4 at the beginning and then it jumps ahead 17 years. So he's 21. Yeah. But he's acting he's acting out like he's 16 or 17 years old. And it takes him way too long in the movie to get over himself. They get, I guess recruited transcript conscripted they get they get conscripted into helping move this fusion core for one of the the engines because they Mm -hmm. there is a giant earthquake because they and they're falling too close to jupiter they got to turn the engines on or they're going to fall into jupiter's orbit and fall apart which is the the main big disaster
0: it's our conflict
1: right it's our giant (laughs) yeah that's our big sci-fi conflict yeah. And he just doesn't want to do it. He's like, no, we're just going to go home. We don't need to do this. I don't want to be part of it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, eh. what, are you do- what are you doing? Like, get over yourself. Get well, over I th- yourself.
0: I think that's that's a storytelling device that doesn't get used very much in a lot of Western movies and a lot of Western media. I think it's it's pretty common in a lot of Asian, like Chinese and Japanese literature specifically to have characters act like that. Because they're supposed to be the outliers, right? Like I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to open the discussion talking about Chinese political theater. But I will say that as as it currently constituted, the Chinese government is one that I guess identifies as communist. I mean, whatever, right? So the whole propaganda whatever whatever they're trying to convey is this is all for the greater good people have you're like you're sacrificing so the next generation can do better so then the next generation after them can be oh, yeah. better and blah 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 and blah, that's blah. the whole
1: bit is that all of humanity has come together because we have to yeah. do this and these people excuse me the people that are alive right now won't see the end of this journey their children yeah. won't see it. They're great. They won't meet the people that will see the end of this journey. <laughs> right? Right. And he is bucking against that. And he, I'm going to say that he doesn't have a good enough reason to buck against it. He's well, 21 years old. He's not 14 being told, hey, this is your life. He's 21. And he doesn't have a job. Like, he's just... What is he doing? Well,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure exactly... And maybe it was a translation issue. I I watched the scene several times to try to figure out exactly why he does it. But he steals his uncle—is it his uncle or his grandfather? I think he steals his grandfather's identification card, which allows him to drive these massive trucks. And then he goes and grabs his adopted younger sister to go on a joyride. I think he was trying to escape.
1: Maybe they were trying to see Jupiter because they were a few days away from that. And there's was, there was some talk about how his, his father is an astronaut on the mm-hmm. uh, the space station thing, the navigation ship, and will be home when they see Jupiter. So maybe he's he's dealing with those feelings. I don't know. But his anger at his dad doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it does, t- t- you know, eight years ago. It doesn't yeah. now. There's just a lot that is you just have to accept with this character. And his personality is so forceful that all of the other characters kind of bend to whatever he's wanting. Like the rescue team moving the the fusion core, they call it what, the lighter core? Yeah. Or light core, what have you. They're like, they're at his mercy. They're in the military. They're, for one, they're armed. So if they really wanted to, to do whatever they wanted to do, they, they could in this particular case. But they have this mission and they're letting this child get in their way. You know what I mean?
0: Like, it, I think it's it, part of that might be that he's the only one who can drive for a while there. The, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But he doesn't volu- He doesn't want to volunteer for it. You know, like he doesn't want to do it. And then when it's done, he's like, "I'm not going to help y'all move it any further." It like takes him. And like I said, he eventually he does. He comes around. And he becomes the hero that it's part of the team that saves everything. But it just his self centeredness was while not completely unrelatable because they're definitely self-centered people and we've all been self-centered from time to time, his went on for way too long. As soon as he got himself, his little sister, and his grandfather all locked up, you'd think he would have a little dose of reality and kind of, you know, get kicked out of it. But no one's giving him any tough love. No one's trying to like talk him, even soft, like talk him out of anything. I know his grandfather goes off, but that's more for comedy than anything else. And so it just, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. I don't know if that's, a cultural thing and i'm just not gonna get it like a lot of the humor in this movie i don't like or don't get but i don't know that's i don't fair. know if you're gonna be able to convince me otherwise because i just i don't yeah. see it
0: no it's it's problematic but i i, I think that's all intentional <laughs> i don't think he made a choice on set like that's just i think that's oh, what no, that i don't think it was the designed actor to at all. do no i yeah. think it's
1: the script and the direction for that character yeah, yeah.
0: So. The only thing I really have an issue with is how a Russian cosmonaut somehow managed to sneak a bottle of vodka on a space well, station. Well, it was moonshine. It was moonshine. <laughs> they called it.
1: So I think he made it on the on the space station.
0: Oh, oh, uh, he says vodka. Like, yeah. But at then, the at the end, when he's about to throw it on the on moss or whatever.
1: Right, but at the beginning, he says, "Keep. You can keep your moonshine or what have you." Like, I don't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I
0: might have. I must have missed that one. So
1: yeah, fair enough. It's all potatoes. It's all vegetables, man. <laughs>
0: Just drinking your vegetables. (laughs) It all turns into sugar. I really enjoyed the technology. Not necessarily like the science behind the technology or whatever, but I I I liked the spacesuits. Yeah. I think I'm I'm on the record on this pod in regards to how I feel about exoskeletons. I think that's like the coolest. Without having power armor, like that's the best way to not have power armor is to just have an exoskeleton. Yeah, I think it's awesome.
1: It looked great. Yeah,
0: it it was very, it wasn't Prospector-ish, but it was close a movie that we most recently watched. Oh,
1: uh, prospects. I think, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they were realistic enough without going too far in the science. But uh, no, I, did, I really did like the, the spacesuits and the, the vehicles. I guess a funny little anecdote about this movie. The author of the original novella said to Chinese Central Television, Chinese studios have no interest to invest in sci-fi films. U.S. sci-fi film audiences have trust, but this trust is between audiences... And Chinese uh, and China's sci-fi movies don't exist yet, and this is the main difference between Chinese and U.S. sci-fi films. It's a challenge because the trust must build between producers, investors, and the audience until people have faith in the Chinese sci-fi movie. It's interesting. It is.
1: Yeah, I, I could, don't know if I'm qualified to, to comment on the on Chinese movie trends. <laughs> Well, it it, it is interesting that
0: wasn't, um, what was that movie? Seven Guardians of the Tomb, wasn't that like one of China's most successful movies ever,
1: right? Oh, no. I think it was a successful movie, but this was the third highest grossing uh, Chinese movie of all
0: time. I'm looking at the highest grossing films in China. Uh, Wolf Warrior, Niza, and The Wandering Earth. Mm -hmm. Top three. And then Avengers Endgame. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then several more Chinese movies and then the fate of the
0: furious coming at number 13 (laughs) oh god get out of here wait kung fu yoga it's got jackie chan in it (laughs) yeah yeah i mean
1: yeah he does his thing
0: yeah oh goodness that's pretty impressive like i I actually think that's pretty interesting i i guess it's got to be that thing where it's not so much that they're interested in science fiction as much as they're interested in like cultural myth because you get a lot of big Chinese action martial arts flicks, right? Like, sure, uh, sure. You get a lot of those. So it's interesting that, the I guess, the most successful quote-unquote hard science fiction movie came out last year. It's pretty neat.
1: Regardless, the movie did really well. The effects are great. The overall, the big story is good. The small story is good, just drawn out. A lot of it just doesn't seem to connect or make sense. I don't know if that's because we lost some storytelling or some story elements from the novella that mm-hmm. would kind of bring all this together. Maybe there's some other forces at work that were just well, it's not definitely
0: seeing. I think they describe it as loosely based. Oh sure. <laughs> so, Everything's loosely yeah. based. Yeah. Thanks Peter Jackson for the Hobbit.
1: Look, man, we're gonna I'm gonna have to delete that. We don't want that type of shade. <laughs> <laughs> I think Weta was actually involved in the uh, the props and the the costuming in this movie.
0: Really yeah
1: yeah um a lot of production companies were
0: i didn't notice if it had the same 45 different types of no it didn't uh, have that (laughs) many
1: (laughs) look so sorry we were talking about the characters so we've talked about the main the main character his little sister kind of briefly mentioned as a grandfather i i have to say that my least favorite character in this movie was tim oh yeah (laughs) mike suey yeah uh he was, his character shows up and is obviously there for comedic relief. He's in the jail cell next to them. There's a giant earthquake. They get out of jail. And that's when all of these, the, the big the big events start snowballing <laughs> out of control. Once again, I think I've already mentioned the humor in this movie is not for me. And I really don't think it's for Western audiences in general. He is in prison because of sexual assault. Alleged. Oh, yeah, sure. But he makes a joke about... Uh, oh, I promise it was all consensual or something along those
0: Like, it's just. I think the, the word he used was voluntary. <laughs> voluntary was the subtitled. Who knows if that?
1: Maybe the word I doubt consent doesn't the exist accuracy, accuracy yeah. and the quality of the subtitles. But <laughs> the, yes, he did use the word voluntary. So that's just a little joke that is definitely not an acceptable joke in a, for a Western audience. Especially, Especially in not 2019. Not in 2019. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 19, whatever, but it's just doesn't quite fit. So that did throw me off a little bit. I already didn't like the character, and I was like, oh, cool. More reasons to just hate him. And yes, he was needed to win in the end. They were all coming together, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. But yeah, it, that caught me off guard and kind of, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say it upset me, but it definitely threw me
0: out of the movie. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, for sure. I was, I was, I don't think I was looking down at my phone. I think I was doing something, but I wasn't watching the movie. And then he's, and then I looked up and then I saw, yeah, no, that girl was totally voluntary. And I was like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I really enjoyed the, the military unit. I thought they were all pretty good. Unfortunately, I don't remember any of their names to know them enough. Essentially, the military unit is re- quote-unquote quote responsible for the death of our main character's grandfather because they're trying to pull him and the lighter core up an elevator shaft in a building. I think they're in Beijing or maybe Shanghai. It's not important. No, it's
1: Shanghai. It's still not important.
0: And they're they're trying to yank him up a elevator shaft. Like right when the elevator is about to fall on them, the captain runs over and cuts the rope that uh key is trying to use to pull his grandfather up. And then later on... When they're driving in the, the transport or whatever it's called, he, he looks over to him and says, after I'm done helping you, you're going to pay for what you did to my grandfather. Like, yeah. seriously? <laughs> yeah. No. Like, out of all the times, like, if you're going to get your revenge, man, get your revenge. And I, like, I thought the revenge
1: was kind of weak. There's so many better ways they could have done that or made him more directly responsible
0: Yeah. than just trying
1: like to save other lives and save this other thing. and.
0: Well, uh, it's the grandfather also makes
1: zero effort to like patch up his suit and just walk out of there.
0: I think our grandfather understands probably more than like, oh, yeah, how much he sacrificed. Yeah. So, like, I think that's the main issue is we got a a fresh face in a situation or scenario, which is not only trained, he's not only probably not trained for, but he's not emotionally ready. Like, they all make hard choices. Yeah. They know that one of their own men is in that elevator shaft and yet they leave him to die. Right. When they're trying to drag the lighter core through the snow and they just can't make it. One of the officers, I I think the the woman shoots it, disabling it, they're, cuz you know if they drag if they keep trying to drag this thing they're going to die right but they still might have a chance at life if they if they aren't dragging yeah. around I this. didn't
1: quite get her leap in logic to jump to just making unilateral decisions for everybody possibly all <laughs> of humanity we've had that yeah. argument before <laughs> and it all turned out to be for naught because 30 seconds later main dude shows up with a big truck again they could have had two of those things <laughs> yeah <laughs> And what if he hadn't had an extra in that a second truck? Like she yeah. would have just ruined everything. Uh, uh, like I said, the plot, the plot beats. I think we could just keep going and keep going. They don't make sense, and I don't know. I feel like they don't make sense even in even with original cultural context. Maybe they make more sense, but I, I still don't think they're one hundred percent even in yeah I, that it's, way it's- with the, the Chinese audience.
0: It has to be a cultural thing that we don't understand cuz the same thing kind of happens in Rugal which is Korean I know but I mean that dude assaults a mom boss yeah right yep. and then he and then he doesn't do anything about it and his wife is murdered like that's true like, <laughs> but that's him learning
1: you know he's he's hiding he thinks he's untouchable because of whatever right. yeah 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 and, no you know, that's, that's what a I'm little saying. different like, but-
0: I just think that's a cultural thing where you have someone who's just completely out of touch with this, with whatever situation or scenario is in, is present, like even if I was a police officer, I, <laughs> I still wouldn't assault a mob boss in public, like yeah. at his, at a party yeah. that he's throwing. Come on. Well, he Anyways. did not walk.
1: Well, we don't need to argue about Regal. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the Wandering <laughs> Earth. Sorry for anyone we just upset by comparing this Chinese and Korean productions.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I definitely enjoyed the movie. If I were to give it a rating, I think. I think it's probably a seven. I think six is too low. I think it's really? just too good a movie. It, like everything about this movie's production just appears to be top notch. You know what I'm saying? Acting aside or whatever, the effects, the sets, the camera work, like the long sweeping shots of them out in the wild are amazing. The up close interior shots when they're in, whether they're in that building in Shanghai or in the underground city or when they're at the the Earth Engine. I, oh, I felt claustrophobic. Yeah. Yes. In every single shot where they intentionally shot it. Uh, you know, it's gotta be great. Oh yeah. I don't think is a lot a less six. cheesy than yeah. I
1: expected over the top, but not so cheesy.
0: I think this movie is strictly a six because once again, it, the, the people who are reviewing this movie probably don't understand.
1: Uh, <laughs> I disagree. I think it's a six, even ignoring the bits that I'm sure are, I'm are not working for me just because I'm not the, well, I'm not the target audience. I just yeah. don't see how this story works. As much as I, and I've and i gone on record saying I love myself a, a good action movie, don't care about the plot, I still want the plot to be coherent, even if it is ridiculous. So I, I don't mm-hmm. know. This just didn't quite hit it for me. That's fair. We didn't talk about the, the best character actor in the movie. Okay. And now I can't find him on IMDb. Captain <laughs> Wang Lee. Is that him? No, it just doesn't have his name. Hold on.
0: Uh, yeah, Captain Wang Li or Li Guang. No, Li uh,
1: Li Pei Pei, Pei, Quang,
0: Pei King? Oh yeah, his dad.
1: Yes. Yeah, Colonel
0: yeah. Wu, uh, Wu Jing.
1: Yes, Wu Jing. Fantastic. I thought he. I thought he did a great job. I thought. In most of the time, it's just him or the uh, the Russian astronaut uh, Makarov, played by Arkady Shar Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm sure <laughs> wow great name shout out to oh great mostly just or he's talking to the computer moss i feel like he, he just fills up every scene he's in even though he's in big empty rooms and he's alone in a module flying towards jupiter blah 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 yeah i want to give a special shout out to him i thought he was fantastic
0: i wonder if he's because i think he has to go for it like that because he's most of the time he's acting by himself, right? Most so, of it, yeah. Yeah, if you're – how – it's got to be difficult to – I mean, I've, I've never acted in a movie, <laughs> but I have been on stage by myself, and everyone's looking at you. So you you got to have a performance that's going to be memorable, and so um, I think that's – yeah, I think that's accurate. Speaking of uh, Wu Jing, the actor, earlier when we were talking about successful movies in China, right? Right. One of them was Wolf Warrior Two guess who is yeah. in wolf warrior
1: <laughs> i was one of the actors from this i'm guessing because you're bringing the wu icon. jing oh, yeah. okay okay
0: yeah he's the main character in that movie <laughs> he's got a pretty long imdb or a pretty long filmography um, oh wow i, I don't yeah, think i've seen him i don't know how many american productions he's been in probably not many if any at all doesn't um, look like any at all because they all have yeah
1: yeah oh he was in tomb of the dragon emperor the mummy the mm. third mummy movie. He was. He's credited as assassin uh, number one. Assassin one. one. <laughs> he's in a movie called Kung Fu Cyborg. Oh, Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Man. uh oh. The uh, Breakup yeah. Guru. Oh man. Oh jeez. No. Yeah. All right. Cool. We might have to check out a few of his other movies if we want to continue down this uh, this Chinese movie <laughs> path.
0: Uh, he was also in Wolf Warrior. So and ranked first on Forbes Chinese Celebrity 100 list. Oh, okay. So he's really well known over there. Yeah. So. All right. Neat. Cool. Oh, he also directed and starred in a movie called Legendary Assassin. Well, I think this guy's definitely uh, <laughs> one of so our. So he was kind uh, of the,
1: maybe he was the star power for this movie.
0: Yeah. He's he well I was saying he's our muse.
1: <laughs> he is to the Wandering Earth as Wesley Snipes is to the
0: Recall. <laughs> no <laughs> no I think it's pretty accurate uh, <laughs> it's definitely a situation where it's hard to tell the context of a lot of this the stuff that's being said because we don't you know uh, we, we don't, don't speak know. the language we weren't born and raised in China so a lot of the cultural stuff gets missed but I think for the most part he's probably the best part of the movie oh yeah um, yeah like he brings it every single scene that I think he's he kills in. it yeah so uh, I I mentioned it once before. Uh, I, I think I brought this movie up a long time ago. The writer of the novella, Lou Shishin, I'm guessing, he's written a lot of science fiction books. Yeah, and a
1: lot of short stories and yeah.
0: He wrote The Three Body Problem, which is the first in a series of books called The Remembrance of Earth's Past, which is all crazy high, high high, high, high concept science fiction. Oh, okay. Apparently they are they were making a movie. A 3D movie but for whatever reason it, that's been uh, postponed unfortunately um, I think he made a mistake because uh, uh, a series based on the trilogy has been ordered by Netflix with David Benioff DB Wise uh, and another gentleman named Alexander who set to write and executive produce uh, Netflix you should definitely get away from those two guys they ruined Game of Thrones they're gonna ruin this so stop it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I hear I hear that all of you little Game of Throners <laughs> kind of got disappointed there at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. allegedly. Well, uh, Alexander Wu, uh, he is best known for writing several episodes of an HBO drama series called True Blood. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully he hasn't been corrupted by uh, the other two guys. Never going to yeah. let it go, man.
1: I know you're never ne- going to let it go. Never going to let it go. Never let it down.
0: <laughs> this guy is kind of weirdly in trouble with the U.S. government. Wait, who? Uh, Li Shishen. Uh, the, the author? Yes. In September of 2025, U.S. senators wrote a letter to Netflix citing a New Yorker interview in which Liu argued that democracy was not appropriate for modern China and individual liberty and freedom of government is not what Chinese people care about. Adding, if you were to loosen up the country a bit, the consequences would be terrifying. Unquote. He also expressed support for policies such as one-child policy and the Xinjiang re-education camps, saying the government is helping their economy and trying to lift them out of poverty. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Look, I don't really put a lot of stock into famous Chinese nationals voicing support for the government, for the Chinese government. Yeah, I don't really read into it because I don't, whether or not they believe in it or not, I don't think we would ever actually know, if that makes sure. sense. So there's really not much, you know.
0: So uh, speaking of the three-body problem, Ling, Lin Qi, chairman and CEO of Chinese game developer Yuzu and an executive producer on Netflix's upcoming adaptation of the three-body problem, has died after allegedly being poisoned by a colleague. So I'm not exactly sure what the heck is going on in China, uh, especially in their entertainment industry, but it's I'm not exactly sure what's going on yeah so yeah you can probably cut all this stuff yeah that's probably, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best yeah so uh this guy writes apparently a lot of high concept science fiction i don't know if you've read the plot synopsis for no 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 Earth, the remembrance of earth's past books but they're pretty interesting
1: i had just a question that i think we should always strive to answer mm-hmm. and that is
0: who is kelsey grammar in, in this movie Kelsey Grammar, Kelsey Grammar, Kelsey. Grammer. I'm going to I'm going to hold my thought for just a second and I'm going to project it into your mind. I'm going to project this idea into your mind. I'm projecting, I'm projecting, and I'm done. Uh grandfather, easily.
1: Yeah, that's the obvious choice, yeah. <laughs> I probably would have appreciated him being the voice of Moss. That was kind of where I was going to go if mm. he, he voice acted a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I thought that would have been <laughs> the best option. <laughs>
0: Like him reading Chinese or... Well, like... both. Because it doesn't
1: Moss speak... <laughs> Moss speaks whatever language... Like he speaks no, Chinese yeah. a lot. Mandarin, I suppose. Uh, but he does speak English and French and whatnot. Yeah.
0: It, well, because I think there's multiple times in the movie where they're on the space station and... Well, frankly, I think they're just multiple times in the movie, regardless of where they are, where there's an automated system going off and it's like a speaker uh, and you hear different languages. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. No, it would have been the grandfather... Or boss's voice, in my opinion. Do you have an
1: idiot of the movie? Oh, I think as much as I talked about our main character,
0: yeah, that (laughs) that guy. It's it's pretty clear. I'd probably give a special shout out to the guy who. Well, at first I thought he was an idiot because when they're in that building and he whips out his chain gun or gatling gun, whatever weapon this is, and starts shooting at a window, I was like, "What is this moron doing?" Uh, later did I realize that he was shooting through a bunch of ice. Yeah, he was getting
1: out of there. He does yeah, also so. shoot Jupiter, ineffective, yeah. <laughs> but good for trying. Yeah, My follow-up uh, would probably be the woman soldier who shoots the fusion core. Yeah. I'm glad the that those things can't explode. <laughs> well, I think she might have just shot the panel but yeah still. yeah she's yes. shooting like the casing but yeah. i
0: don't know yeah. that seems i mean eh. yeah these things are designed to be inserted into a gigantic thruster <laughs> which is propelling earth in a direction right, but it's
1: also been dragged a whole bunch lifted up you know it's yeah yeah probably not in pristine condition
0: um where's the moon i don't know i assume that the moon is
1: <laughs> is just kind of in a <laughs> slow orbit falling into the sun <laughs> but the, the tides moon orbits never, the tides the no moon, longer exist i mean where's yeah. all the food what did they do about all the animals who knows
0: yeah but the moon orbits earth right yeah so shouldn't it follow us
1: i don't know i honestly don't know if it would or I, <laughs> the, I don't know i assume it would if we wanted it to maybe the way they thrust
0: out of orbit they got rid of the moon i guess yeah maybe i don't know fair enough why doesn't all of Jupiter's atmosphere ignite when they detonate that stuff? Oh, because the fuel burns out before, because Jupiter's huge, right? Right. Like it's, it's
1: massive. And so yeah. it's only that little bit of fuel that's burning. So it doesn't just keep burning. It's the mixture that burns, not. Mm. I assume I'm just making
0: yeah. this up, but it sounds good. <laughs> I mean, he does say that. I, what is it? What is Jupiter's. Um, Atmosphere consists of mostly most hydrogen, part? I think it was hydrogen yeah. based. Doesn't that blow up? I'm not a rocket explosive. scientist, fair enough.
1: I'm not answering this question because there's no <laughs> answer for that question.
0: Uh, did you know what the Roche or Roche limit is or the Roche radius?
1: No, I yeah, still don't the, know what it is.
0: So it is mostly because um, I don't the, remember, uh, in celestial mechanics. The Roche limit, also called Roche radius, is the distance from a celestial body within a second celestial body held together only by the force of its own gravity will disintegrate due to the first body's tidal uh, forces yes. exceeding yes. the second body's gravitational self-attraction. So that's why we have rings around planets right? sometimes. But yeah, no, I didn't know that even existed. So that's neat. I learned something today. But man, like how much, I don't want to say how much better, Uh, how much more interesting would this movie have been at Earth actually (laughs) disintegrating surrounding Jupiter? Probably not as fun. Probably the ending. I mean, there (laughs) wouldn't be a
1: sequel. That's
0: for sure. All in all, I've already said it, but I, uh, I liked this movie. I'm interested in the second one uh, whenever that comes out. You know, if we're still around by then.
1: Would you recommend this
0: movie? Do you think that
1: it is worth the price of subscription?
0: i would recommend i do think it's worth the price of subscription mainly because the amount of just huge science fiction or hard science is, is this considered hard sci-fi
1: <laughs> no i don't i wouldn't say no You I, wouldn't say no or you I, would i'm say gonna no? i'm gonna say no
0: okay so what do we consider hard science fiction
1: i don't know man um
0: Okay, uh hard science fiction is a category of science fiction characterized oh, by well, I mean, I'm sorry. scientific yes. accuracy and logic. So no, it is not in fact. I was going to say yes. I can yeah. I can define it. I was trying to think of an
1: example of a movie we've seen that's hard science fiction. Yeah. But I don't think we've watched one.
0: <laughs> we saw IO. Um uh when it comes to uh, science fiction oh. like I said there's just not a whole lot of big epics on Netflix. There's a couple, uh but not many. It's it's an interesting take on science fiction. I'm glad to see it from a another country um you know we saw uh we haven't released an episode of it but into the night belgian science fiction i thought was pretty neat and we saw yeah. we saw a korean science fiction show so i'm just uh um,
1: we watched a norwegian show or Finnish yeah. one of the two yeah yeah no i get you it's interesting to kind of branch out and see kind of how these stories are told in different cultures or you know with people with different backgrounds and that type of thing I would, I, I don't know, I'm 50-50 on whether or not this is worth the price of subscription or not, or whether or not it's something I would recommend, mostly okay. just because it is so long. <laughs> uh, I'm having, and I usually don't have problems with that. I like a longer movie, but for this, I just felt like the length didn't add to my enjoyment of the film, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if I'm going to 50-50, I'm going to leave it to the listener. Dude, if it sounds interesting, a-
0: go for it. If it doesn't, then don't pacing is definitely a thing like uh if you are in any way concerned at all about how a movie is paced this is a slow burn i think it manages to do what it gets to do i got kind of emotional when uh our lead uh not well he's not really our lead because he's uh the space dad uh lu ping
1: painting painting ping ping uh I
0: don't Wu Xin, yeah Xing, but yeah uh space dad i'm just gonna space dad space dad i got emotional when he uh, detached the habitation ring and yeah. uh, full speed ahead. Dammed the torpedoes into the the fusion burn. I thought that was pretty neat. That's what I was going to bring up. So, do those people just die?
1: No, because the they had the... little thrusters on them, and
0: yeah. it was like a procedure.
1: So I'm assuming they fall to the earth. There.
0: <laughs> I mean, he does say like prepare for emergency rescue jettison missions. and rescue or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I just I just wondered if they all died. So because like he says the shockwave will reach earth in like 7 minutes, right? As far as I'm aware shockwaves don't travel in just one direction, right? No, I don't think so. So, especially uh, not I'm just in going space. To, yeah, I'm going to assume that that shockwave flared out like the death star explosion in the original <laughs> Star Wars movie and incinerated those poor people. So, thanks uh thanks Wu Jing, you committed genocide <laughs> on a planetary well, level. He also not the willingly 300,000 <laughs> Yeah, he also <laughs> willingly destroyed the archived like history of of multiple countries, all the genetic data associated with millions of species like. Yep. The ramifications of what this guy did are kind of weird. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But on the other end, like, you know,
0: one in the hand is worth two in the bush. He did save so far 2.5 billion people, 3 so, 3.5 I thought that's what they 3.5, yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. So, you take the good with the bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah i think that's all i got really yes. yeah dude on um,
1: I'm, I'm that on that <laughs> i've done if you've seen this movie or have other recommendations for foreign science fiction films that are on streaming service for us to check out do email us at sci-fi at gmail.com uh, if you prefer you can also hit us up on twitter at b underscore roll podcast or instagram at sci-fi wise guys if you enjoyed listening to us Babylon, please g- consider giving us a follow a thumbs up that five-star review on itunes whatever it is on your podcasting platform of choice to follow and get uh, little notifications whenever we release new episodes we appreciate it it's the best way of supporting the podcast
0: and if you really really liked what you heard and you feel like parting with your cold hard cash you can always go to patreon.com forward slash b underscore roll if you do decide to do that, you get access to all of our episodes early. You also get access to behind the scenes uh, or what we call out of pod. Uh, and you'd also you know, be doing us a real solid because hosting this podcast is expensive and we'd appreciate that. Uh, we just want to thank again everyone who's listened, has downloaded, streamed, whatever. Uh, you guys are the real MVPs. 2021 has started off strange. I can only assume it's going to get better from here, but uh, I know it was tough. 2020 was was a hard year for everybody. And so we just want to say, you guys, uh, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. Stay healthy and stay hydrated. And uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, you know, we didn't ask who Kelsey Grammer was for Wonder Woman.
1: No, we didn't. You kind of like, yeah. you shut it down, but it was also a two hour long. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I said I mean, we, we should, should always, retroactively... I'm sure, I said we should always strive to ask. Yeah. Not
0: that we would always succeed. Yeah. We should retroactively announce that one.